ready? Born ready. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, happy Monday. This is so amazing. We are back and we are better than ever on the Cool and Conscious Podcast. Brought to you by Black-owned, Black-run company, Just Eldridge Media. Hosted by none other than me, Questions with Cree. Mm, Love that. Love that for me. Love that for you. Um, I hope y'all's weekend, you know, I don't really know. Um, But I hope it was good. (laughs) I hope it was good. And I know that this week is going to be great. Now, speaking of great, let's go ahead and get into how I'm feeling. Can I get a drum roll, please? Miss your producer key. All right. I think I got it. I think I got it. I really like the longer drum roll. I really like it. (laughs) Okay, so today I feel I'm going to go with conscious. But with that conscious, I feel nonchalantly conscious. I'm not sure if nonchalantly is a word, but I just made it one. So we're going to go with it. I feel nonchalantly conscious. You know how you just... You feel away, but you really don't feel away. So it's like, I don't really feel cool right now. So I just default feel conscious and is not like a, ooh, let's stick it to the man conscious. It's just like a, all right, I'm a chill conscious, you know? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I feel like black people have been getting on my nerves these last few days. So, <laughs> so that's probably why I don't feel cool. Um, <laughs> and then I feel conscious, not in the sense of the black struggle. I feel conscious in the sense of I understand and see why the world looks at us the way that it does. What'd you so, see? So I'm being conscious from the coon side um, versus the the black power side. And and that's only because I went to see um, the Emmett Till movie earlier this week. Yes. Shout out to Eldridge. He got me like on the list to go see the pre-screening. Um, and I went to it, and it was, I feel like if I hadn't have seen the series on Hulu, it would have been a good movie. Because there's a series. There's a series, Emmett Till series? Mm-hmm. So there's Emmett Till series. Um, and I'm not sure if it's on Hulu, but it's on some streaming platform. And it was there was a lot of buzz around it when it came out. And my family and I watched it. And so I think if I hadn't have seen the series, the movie would have been a great movie. But I literally just felt like I was just watching the series again. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, and that's no shade to the movie. Like I said, the movie was a great movie. But again, 
it was like I had already seen. I was excited to see something new, but then I had already saw it, if that makes sense. Um, needless to say, great movie. I would definitely encourage you guys when it comes out to see it, um, especially if you don't know who Emmett Till was, especially if you just know the name but not the story. It gives a lot of um, just background as to the work that his mother did, and that's one thing the series didn't execute. So the series just told you the story and then it kind of ended it. But the movie tells you the story and then the aftermath of the story. So I started getting intrigued at the end of the movie when I was learning new things about what his mom did, what she had done, what she was going through. Like I really was able to hear his mom's vision um, and her voice versus the series. Like I said, it was just, the mayhem and Mishagosh, no after effect. And it's crazy that the anti-lynching bill was just passed this year, April 7, 2022, 67 years later after, or later means after, but whatever, 67 years after Emmett Till's death, what his mom was fighting for, it finally was passed this year. Um, which is just, it's just it, it is just absurd to think about. Um, so back to my conscious hat, just seeing that movie and seeing how like black people were just coming together, like coming together for a cause. And I'm sure, you know, they painted it in a, in a nice light of the unity and the camaraderie because you always have the one, two, three, fours that got X, Y, and Z to say, um, <laughs> But just seeing that warmed my spirit and, and hearing um, household names that had a a hand in helping her on her journey and hearing about the NAACP and what they did and just so many different names that either aren't said on a regular or are said on a regular. It was just heartwarming to hear that um, served as a reminder. But now on to what got on my nerves. Um <laughs> Some of the people in the audience, and again, if you have yet to reach the point where you understand energy, this doesn't apply to you. This is only for the people that understand energy and understand what it's like to be around people who think or look down upon you. Um, and so there was a woman in particular, and I can't, her name fails me, um, but her face is, is burning bright in my memory. And just the, the energy she displayed, it was not welcoming. It was not, it was, I'm superior. I am, do you know who I am? Like, it, it gave that. And I'm looking like, I don't know who the fuck you are. And I, I kind of don't care, but I mean, Obviously, you have some sort of importance because she did have some title regarding an organization. But my thing is, who are you without the title? You know, like if this is how you act with the title. Who, Jesus, Lord, let's don't give you no more titles because <laughs> you feel entitled to this title or you feel entitled because of this title. And it just it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, no, she was a black woman. 
this black woman. And Damn. that's ultimately why I just feel conscious on the opposite side. Because it's like, damn, if we are going to treat each other like that, like the world is treating us like that enough. The last thing we need is for each other to, you get what I'm saying? Condescend and dehumanize and irrationalize. And uh, we, we don't need that. And so it really just aggravated me. And then the next day I was having a conversation with a coworker. And it got a little heated um, because we were talking about the guy in um, Missouri that was just shooting people, just just going on a tangent, just killing people. And so I'm on Tic Tac. Um, and I call, <coughs> it, I call it Tic Tac because my mom calls it Tic Tac. So now it's just, that's just, yeah, it slips out. So I'm on Tic Tac and... I see this girl, and she's talking about the guy in Missouri. Is it Missouri or Minnesota? What am I saying? I think it's Minnesota. You sure? I thought it was Missouri. Missouri? It started with an M. It might be Missouri. I'm sure. Well, the guy up north that's killing people, she goes, she proceeds to say that, you know, he is reincarnating Ezekiel 9, verses 9, 7, 9 through 7. And in that particular, what is it? <coughs> uh, his name is Ezekiel. It's Memphis. Memphis. Child, we just said Missouri, Minnesota, Memphis. Damn. Okay, yeah, Damn. so in Memphis, a guy named Ezekiel on September 7th, which is 9-7, carried out the same verse that's in the Bible, Ezekiel 9-7, verses 9-7. Um, and in that verse, it says... Now, do not quote me, okay? This is, I'm giving you like a paraphrase of what the verse says in the Bible. It says, go on to and kill, spare none, except the ones that are marked. Are you looking up the verse? Okay, because I want to make sure I say it correctly, but it's along the lines of go out and kill motherfuckers and don't kill the one that's marked. And in the Memphis story, he spares the last person or he spares one person. Did you find it? Yeah, he said Ezekiel 9-7. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You know what? Maybe I should find a different version. You know the King James Version is so, um, you know, holy. Not holy. Got it? Okay. Uh, Ezekiel 9-7, it says, Then he said to them, Defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. That's my, that's the, my okay, that's not the one that I saw, but it still is along the lines. Go out and kill into the city, blah, 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 blah. And... I brought that up to my coworker and he was like, okay, well, I told him that I appreciated the fact that they did not like, I told him that I appreciated that they did not immediately kill this guy. 
And he was looking like, whoa, Cree, what do you mean? Like, he's a demon. Like, he's out here killing people. He should have been shot on sight. And I said, I understand that. And that's what we are used to. We're so used to black men immediately getting killed. And I said, you have these school shooters that are just being, that are killing people left and right, killing way more people than he killed. And they're being escorted out and they're being treated and handled with care. And my other coworker brought up the fact that there was another white guy that killed somebody out in Georgia, killed multiple people in Georgia. And two officers politely went up to his house, knocked on a door, served a warrant and left. Took them, took them into custody and went on about their day. Two uh, cops in Cobb County just got shot. Yep, t- that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Took them, uh, just took them in. Just took them in. And the point that I was trying to explain to my coworker who is black, because he thought that the guy in Memphis should have been killed on sight. And I said, you know what? His crimes, that's definitely valid, whatever. I understand that. But so should the school shooters. And so I told him, I said, if we're going to hold people accountable, the tone should not change based on color. The tone should remain the same. And so he brought up Fonnie Willis and how he's happy about what she's doing and how she's holding the rappers accountable and how she's holding these different gang affiliates accountable. And I said, you know what? I'm not saying what she's doing is wrong, but I am saying that, again, the tone of accountability should not change based on color because exactly what some of these black men are doing and black women are doing, who she is going full force to prosecute, there are white people that are doing the exact same thing. It's just not in the media or they just aren't rappers. They don't have the the luxury or disadvantage, whatever you want to call it, to be superstars. But I guarantee you it's still going on across demographics. So if it's going to go on across demographics and if we're going to take an iron fist to the crime in Atlanta, I want it to be across the board. And my black coworker, he didn't understand. He was like, there's not a difference in tone. Like color doesn't determine everything. And I'm looking like, yes, it does. What is this? Look at the crew. Always going you start hearing when he started talking yeah. like. And so my eyes were like, my eyes kept just growing and growing and growing and growing and growing because he and I, we have very, we have very like conducive conversations throughout, throughout the workday. Um, but just listening to him speak, he's like, we're so programmed to think that way, to think that it's always about color and it's not always about color. Like sometimes we are responsible for the things that happen to us. And I was just looking like, you're still missing it. But then my other coworker brought up Breonna Taylor and he's like, well, what about Breonna Taylor? Like she was asleep and they served a warrant and came in shooting and fire ablaze and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, but do you know the details of the case? They had already been investigating her boyfriend and there was a dead body in the car. And so they came and they had a shot. Um, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend or whoever was in the house fired first. And so that's why the police did what they did. And I was looking like. Well, you didn't even have all the facts because th- they fabricated the whole I, warrant. So, so that's what I was saying. I was like, it still doesn't make sense. And I told him, I said, as a police officer, 
I said, you are a professional demographic knower. Okay. It is your job to understand the demographic in which you are serving a warrant. You are working, you are patrolling, you are arresting you. At the end of the day, if you don't know shit else, if you don't know how to de-escalate a situation, you know for a fact the demographic that you are in, the community that you are in. I told them, so when they approached the house, they already knew that they were in a black neighborhood. They already were aware that they were about to serve or kill or de-escalate the situation at a black person's home. I said, and their posture and their tone was completely different or would have been completely different if they had been at a white person's home. I said, you cannot argue me down. And he's literally looking at me like, no, Cree, that's not true. And I'm looking like, what rock are you living under? What rock? He was like, okay, so then you mean to tell me the encounter from one police is going to dictate how you treat all police. And I was like, yes, for some people, for some people, that is exact. That's, that's just their reality. I if mean, you, that's police training. Like, I'm like, they do that. if you've only dealt with shitty police, of course, you're going to think all the police in the world are like that. If you've only dealt with shitty black people, you're going to think that most black people are that way. If black people are portrayed one way in the media and only thing you do is listen to the media and their projections, of course, that is what you're going to think. And so just hearing him speak, it just opened my eyes to the fact that there's so many of us just on a different, reading a different book. <laughs> like... Versus back in the day where we were, there were still some people reading different books, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, it was like a 96% of us that were reading the same book. And after just listening to him and going back and forth, it just, I don't want to say it hurt my feelings because it didn't. But it just, I don't know. What's the feeling? What, what, what is that called? It's like. Disappointment. But it, it was a little, like, past disappointment. Disappointment, you're feeling you hurt a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just like a... You and them. Yeah. Oh, indifferent. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't even care to have this conversation. Yeah, it, yeah no, nothing's going to really change. Like, I'm like, nothing mm-hmm. is going to change. I don't really care what you think. Like, and I don't hate feeling that way. And, 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 and how, how old is he? He's a little older than me. I want to say he's like twenty eight. Oh, okay. He he's in that weird. It's, it's like a weird phase. I think it's different. Like that between twenty and thirty age, like because you know we had these conversations all the time. That's why it's clear as conscious. There is a side that the black people have to hold themselves accountable to. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that we are always the ones being held accountable. Like, mm-hmm. the oppressed is always supposed to have compassion. Right. Oppressors, no compassion, no accountability. And then you poor in America, that's why it costs you more. You know, like, little things like that should let you know how the system's rigged. Mm-hmm. How come? Because if it's our small answer, if you don't have a bank account, okay, we charge you extra when you cash your check. Oh, we charge you extra when you take, mm-hmm. oh, if you don't pay cash, you know, charge you extra over here, you know. Mm-hmm. Little things like when you live in the neighborhood and you buy shit with cash, they don't give you your change. Them four cents, them five cents, them ten cents add up in the hood. Mm-hmm. They don't give 
people that should have kept tripping you exact change every time. They they refuse your change. No, no, no. I can't keep being here and coming. Right. Little things. They sure do because they quit tripping. Oh, mm, here. Yeah. Or they'll leave it right there for somebody else to take it, but they're not taking it. But you be in the hood. <laughs> I had a gentleman cuss this dude out for four cents because he tried to be funny with me. Asked me for six cents because I was six cents short. So then I was like, oh, let me, okay, let me go to God. Then he looked at me like I was cool. I was like, no, no. Give me give my, my four cents back. The fuck? Like, stupid. Know, exactly. So, you know, sometimes people that don't understand that part. Like, yeah. The, the race thing always comes in because it's like, you know, there's no coincidence that the darker the hue, no matter where you are in this world, there's just some oppression going on. Mm-hmm. Period. Answer that. If you can if you can give me a, a logical answer for that, then I might let you have all your damn telepaths. But you can't. There's no logical answer. Put me anywhere, you tell me a dark person, and I'll bet all my money that that person's being oppressed. So because of the color of their skin, so, like, so you I'm have to like, answer me that. I don't care what. Oh, even in India, caste system: the darker ones are at the bottom. Australia, all the dark Aborigines, they damn near extinct. Mm. Like anywhere you go, dark people are treated. Afro Latinos, like you can't even get started when you think about uh, Telemundo. You like, damn, do are all. Hispanics, damn near white. No, there's damn near more black people in Brazil than there's in America. So it's like there are dark skinned people, but unfortunately, no matter where you are, you get treated. So answer that. You know what I'm saying? Why? Why are we going through this water thing in Jackson? You say why are we going through what? The uh, water crisis in Jackson. Right. I mean, how is it that we sent billions to Ukraine and we ain't? Well, Joe ain't said a lickety Billions split. and billions and billions. Billions and billions of dollars across the sea. And you couldn't even send it, send 100,000 down, a few states down? It's, it's that you already know the airport. You know, that's, that's the real argument. The governor wants the airport. It's like in Atlanta, how Atlanta can kind of controls it. Mm-hmm. And it's like the state saying, nah, we want it all. And if until you give it to us, we're going to. We'll just not give you the money for the things that you need. Like, yeah, it's sad. Like, it's make sad. it make sense. Like, make it make sense. Make it as much money as Alabama makes. Mississippi. Or Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Like. Deion Sanders is down there. Like, I'm like, Mississippi, y'all are making bank. This is like shows, just like reality shows about Mississippi, like Jackson. Like it's, but even with the colleges, yeah. like college football, it ain't nothing in Mississippi but sports. But, like, but see, this is where I feel like, see, like this is the argument that your coworkers would have, right? Okay, the water systems like that. Yeah, we need money from the government. That's that's a fight, right? But in the meantime, right? It's just like when the checks was coming out, the stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew they was going to get one, but they didn't know when. So in the meantime, while you was waiting, you know, I had to do some things. You know what I'm saying? In the meantime, while we waiting, y'all treat black people different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to have billionaires, but you said he made three. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, how can we, you know, just maybe get a some of those pipes that we need or clean some of this water up or, Something, you know, like 
maybe you need the people out of the city for a little. Like it's something that could be great. Like there has yeah, to no, be definitely. Something. But then again, everybody's reading different books. Everybody's reading different books. I literally had. I was speaking to an old coworker of mine the other day, and he was just telling me about X, Y, and Z about new things that he's doing, and. It, it slipped out of my mouth, and I was like, man, I, I think I was laughing. I can't remember how I said it. I think it just came out, and I was like, man, you love working for the white man, I swear, thinking that you're doing something. And, and he was like, Creep, what are you talking about? So he got a little defensive. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm running a business. Like, what what happened with you? That don't got shit to do with me. Like, it, that don't have shit to do with me. Like, you want me to take a stand with you, and that don't got shit to do. He just kept saying, like, what you went through, what happened to you, what you was doing, that don't have shit to do with me. That wasn't my fight. Now, I kid you not, he said that. But he is the third person to say that to me. Because another person was like, Cree, like, I mean, I supported you, but that didn't have shit to do with me. That wasn't my fight. Another person. I was speaking to. He was like, "Yeah, you was you was trying to mention my name. Like, I don't know why you would do that because that didn't have shit to do with me. That didn't have nothing to do with me. These are all black men that are indirectly condemning me for what I did. Me speaking up, while also saying what I did had nothing to do with them. What 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 did you kind of say that that like? How did their names come up in it? Said to come come at you like so that why well you no two that? two of their names didn't come up oh okay. two of their names didn't come up the last person's name came up but it was just me speaking on their behalf because it's like okay yeah y'all doing such and such like X Y Z kind of right kinda, like yeah. I'm like um this person has been doing X Y and Z for a certain amount of years the money don't show for it though. And after that happened, did something change for that person? Yeah, they got a raise. Yeah. And but my thing is, again, when and you when read, I was arguing, you didn't. You, no, I just again, I was just indifferent. I was just like, okay, because what if that's what if you have the audacity to even say that instead of thank you, if that's what you have to say, well, okay, I don't have nothing. I, okay. Damn. Yeah. And so, not I don't want to say that my feelings were hurt because it's not that my feelings were hurt. It was just a a level of tiredness that just came over me. Yeah, I mean, I, this is like, man, I'm I'm tired, like yeah. because when I think about most of the things I've been through. They've been like the despair that I felt, the the hurt, the anxiety, the the depression, the sadness, all of that that I have felt has all been from black men. Damn. Like every single time. Like just recounting. And then too, maybe it's because I don't have a lot of I don't put a lot of stake or stock in white men. So I 
I, I already I don't go into it expecting you're, you're, anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. So I don't go into it expecting a white person to it's, make it's me like happy. With the cops sometimes, yeah, it's like, like where I'm not even expecting. Uh, I'm not, if I leave, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. I like, was expecting to. Go I'm very this much surprised that I. Okay, I can go. It was just a warning. All right, thank you. But I'm still, you know, I have to process that. Mm-hmm. And so just me just thinking these last couple of days, I'm like, damn, like most of my trauma, if not all, <laughs> like a good 98% of it has come, unfortunately, from black men. And it just is like, okay, well, I refuse to say niggas ain't shit. I refuse to say that because I don't believe that. But it's also just like, well, what do I say? Because no, I mean, I you said them niggas ain't shit. I mean, because uh, Eldred has a saying, you know, nobody hop, nobody builds bandwagons. People hop on them. Mm-hmm. That's most niggas, especially the niggas that you're talking to, because you're talking with corporate niggas. I was just telling my girl yesterday, uh, I forgot what movie. We were watching some movie. Matter of fact, it's actually pretty dope. It's on Hulu. It's called uh, Exchange or something. It's about like this black dude and this uh, African dude. They're at college and they find a drunk white girl oh. in their uh, apartment. And now it's listed as a comedy drama, but this shit that is don't dramatic. sound funny. This shit is not no fucking comedy. Like we laughed twice. Uh, it's called Look. I'm on Hulu now. It's called What Exchange? Yeah, it's called like Exchange or something. I know the dude that's in it is RJ. Worldwide Kyle. Exchange. No, that's his business advice. I'm sure. I just know the guy's name was Kun Lay. Like the African guy's name was Kun Lay, and I just thought that was so ironic. His name is Kun Lay. Kun Lay, that was his name. But I'm saying that to say, like, oh yeah, yeah. talking about the movie. I'm talking about being a Kun. Yeah, so that that nigga was straight up Kooning. Like, there's there's a level of corporate niggas who have to Kun. Keep their job, you know what I'm saying? Like, and depending on how you came up, you think it's okay, right? Like you don't, you don't see, and so, and that was another thing when I was talking to them. It was just like, damn, you really don't see it. Emergency, that's the name of it. You said exchange, and the and name then, of it is emergency. Yeah, I, I knew it was with an e. I knew it was with an e, and it was <laughs> kind of a long e word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's called emergency. Oh yeah, drama series. Yeah, yeah, it's called Emergency. That's hilarious. Yeah, this is pretty funny though. Um, but I was saying that to say, like, I was telling her, like, man, I remember being, and it starts young. See, what you're talking about, it happens young with you, and especially with black people. Black girls, it it doesn't happen because you're a woman, so you go through shit that women go through as far as like mm-hmm. just the hardships, and then anytime you're a black woman, it's amplified. So when somebody is sexually harassing you, it's like, oh, and then let that person be a white boy doing it. And then it's like a level of super like ickiness or your hair. Mm-hmm. Every young black, every little black girl goes through a hair episode, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you realize you're black. Little black boys, you can go damn near through life if you are super athletic, we pick you up. If you're mm-hmm. super smart, we pick you up. Mm-hmm. Put you in gifted class. We put you in the best. We school. separate we you separate immediately. Separate you. So the first. So you, you really don't know exactly until like in this movie, you get to a point where the niggas trying to tell you, "Hey, bro, leave them white folks alone." Because when shit hit the fan, when the cops come, you're gonna be the only nigga on the ground. Everybody else will be chosen. And what happens? 
it happens to him. And he's sitting there like, damn, I didn't know this could happen to me. How you didn't know? Mm-hmm. Because you've been, I said, to bring it back, that's what's happening with these corporate niggas you're talking to. They've all been handpicked, selected, picked off, and they don't see. In VIP see. all the time or in this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't let your status let you forget. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop forgetting. Like, it's so simple. It's so simple. Even with this nonsense, mind you, y'all, I ain't been on social media, I want to say, really since, like, Wednesday. I think I posted, I went to the premiere, and that was the last time I've been on social media. It's Sunday. So I get on, and I see this nonsense with Ray J and Kim Kardashian, something about him exposing the contract about the sex tape that they had years and years and years ago and how it wasn't leaked. It was actually pre-planned, recorded, thought out, sent to a person to actually sell it and post it on the on internet. A whole debacle of just foolery. Damn. But my thing is, again, I personally don't care. I personally don't care about you feeling objectified by the Kardashians when you allowed it. Dang. I don't care, Kanye, that you like you are being objectified by you allowed it. You signed on the dotted line. And last time I checked, slavery was a choice. And so signing that contract was a choice, right? So then what exactly are we talking about here? Like, I don't want to hear, oh, woe is me. Oh, like look what they're doing to me but look what they're doing to us look what they've been doing to us like so please with all due respect take it and handle it in private because you signed the contract in private right so again i just really want people to start keeping the same tone (laughs) keep the same tone I, i beg you i beg you when you're moving through life and you're doing certain things keep that same energy and stop allowing so many people to misguide you or mislead you or hell, I don't know. Get on your nerves. Maybe I'll stop letting them get on my nerves. They get on my nerves, but either way, thank y'all so much for tuning in this week. I definitely encourage you to keep the same tone and whatever it is that you do, make sure you go out, you be cool, but above everything else, you be conscious. Okay. This is the Cool and Conscious Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in every single Monday. This is the Cool and Conscious Podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms at Cool, Q-O-O-L, and Conscious. Follow me, your host, at Questions with Cree. And, of course, follow this Black-owned, Black-run company at Just Eldridge Media. Thank you so much. We love you. Goodbye.